0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Bobcast. With you, as always, his Robert Patrick James Cahill, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija. So listen up, okay? I went to bed early last night. It was like 7.38. I was just exhausted, winded, dude, from like this all-day event at the school I work at, right? It was uh, election day, so we had this like thing where we had to um, be on call in case somebody had like a problem with a projector television this data whatever coincidentally that was the title of last week's podcast hey check this one out though right so yesterday was the day where I sat down longer than I ever have and like the least the last six seven months um I have an office the most I ever spent in an office is about 90 minutes and then I gotta get up and I gotta I gotta keep moving dude like I got I got ants in my pants I got energy I got a zest for life I want to get out there dude And, uh, you know, I went to bed early last night because I was just exhausted from doing nothing. You ever been exhausted from doing nothing? That's what happens when you get old, is you get exhausted because you lay into things and you just start laying around the house and doing nothing and putting things off. I don't want to do that, okay? I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I took a pee. And then I just couldn't sleep, you know, insomnia. I hadn't had insomnia in months. I think I used to podcast about it a lot. Like, I'd be up all night, dude, you know? So I go outside, right? It's like 2 a.m. I I think I said that already, but it's okay. And uh, I I look up, and dude, I could see the stars so clear, you know? At some points, like, there was a couple stars that were glimmering, and, like, they didn't even look, like, real. And it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and I start to talk to God, as one does at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was just, you know, talking to him, like, dude, like, how many people in the world don't just look up ever, you know? Like, and like, look at this thing that we're in, you know? It's crazy. I'm walking in the woods in a big circular object in space that's floating, you know? And then there's this big ball of gas that heats us up. I'm staring at it right now. It's wild. And then at night, you see the moon, right? And the moon's got, uh, some people say that the moon's imprint is like the United States backwards or the world map, excuse me, backwards. I don't know. But there is these indentations. And you know what? You're familiar with them, but you have no clue how they got there, you know? And it's crazy because it's like up there in the sky, you know? And if you want more proof of like a curator and you're, you know, one of them uh, atheists out there who listen to the show, it's okay. I still love you. But I'm just saying, dude, look up and just be in marvel that you are in the universe. You are a skin bag flying about in the galaxy on some magical rock called Earth. It's wild, right? You know, and at 2.30, when I couldn't sleep, I made up my mind. I am going to find a way to get back to sleep. And I am taking off the next day today as I'm hiking right now. I took a uh, not even a personal day. I took a sick day. Because I felt like, you know, I need it. I, first off, I needed to get to the gym. So I went to the gym this morning and I worked out 30 minutes cardio, 30 minutes weights. About 13 minutes and 170 degrees sauna. And then I come home, walked the dogs, right? Ate a little bit of food, went out, went and got some groceries. Went to Kohl's bought a dope new shirt that I'm going to wear to school tomorrow. And people are going to be like... He's the best dressed person in the whole school district. What does he do? Oh, he's a sound man. That's right, baby. Cause I take uh, pride, you know, the directors that wear a tie to work, that's me, man. I don't wear a tie no more because it's a little uh, I feel like it's a little uh egotistical sometimes 'cause I don't really require it, but I'll wear it on certain events, you know. But my style has evolved and like I used to go I used to wear black clothing a lot and people would always Say, oh, you're in a, another block And, like, dude, the reason it was is because I was fat and I was ashamed of myself. I had so much shame that, like, um, I carried extra weight and people made fun of me, called me boob, called me this, called me that. And, uh, you know, I forgive them. But, like, dude, that shit hurt, you know? I mean, if you're on the opposite side of that, you know, <laughs> I, I know exactly how you feel. I know exactly all the emotions you went through as a kid. And if it's still happening to this day, I know exactly the emotions you're going through right now. What is it when we make fun of somebody else or we shame somebody else? There's these terrible videos of, you know, Israel-Gaza stuff and like one making fun of the other. Palestinians making fun of Israelites and Israelites making fun of Palestinians. It, You know what I mean? i got no time for that, man. I remember I was like doing something yesterday in the house cleaning and I looked, I heard the television come on and they were talking about it and like... I almost like look straight up, excuse me, into the heavens at God and just say, come on, man, you know, can you help us out? And that's just the thing about war, too, is like God must sit back there, the creator and just be like, what in my name? What in God's name are you all doing? You know what I mean? Like I made you put you out here. You got the beautiful woods. You got the beautiful trees. You got the beautiful animals. And what do you do? You want to kill each other because of land that doesn't even exist in the afterlife. You're fighting over stuff that doesn't exist. You know that thing? I can't remember the the title of it. I think we talked about it last week. Like there is no um, order to things when it comes to neutrons and protons and atoms when it's not being observed. So technically I'm in the woods right now, but the woods is not here when I'm not here. There's like that philosophy. And I love that, dude, because that's like what we're talking about here with spirituality, right? Like you can't see it, but you know it's there. You know you have this like um, unbridled feeling within. I mean, I had it as a kid, it went away, and it came back as as you listeners know. And it's dope that it came back because you know one of the decision-making processes and taking off today was I want to get out here and I want to be in God's presence. And I feel like that is more important than anything else going on in my life right now—the spiritual occupation. And I'm excited to play in uh, the church band. Uh, on November 12th, I'm not sure when this uh, episode's gonna air, but I'm also playing on November the 25th, so uh, mark your calendars, you don't even gotta get tickets, you ain't gotta buy nothing, you gotta do no pre-sale, it's free, you come to Storehouse Church, they'll take you in, you get a cup of coffee, maybe a cup of water, maybe a cup of lemonade, you sit with people, maybe they'll hug you because they just like your presence, super friendly people, you might get a little jealous, you might say to yourself, why are they so super happy, you know that song, shiny happy people, that's them dude. Okay. Now, if I didn't sell my stuff there enough, hey, I get it. You can also tune in live on YouTube, Storehouse Church. Facebook, I think, as well. But yeah, let's get back to uh, what I was saying there before, you know? The spiritual occupation. You know, God said to me, why don't you take off? Huh? Why don't you go down to your favorite place? Why don't you go for a walk? Why don't you podcast? And like for a long time, I wasn't doing this stuff. You know what I mean? I wasn't... I wasn't comfortable talking about spirituality, God, and there's like a couple episodes there, even right away when I was getting baptized, where I wouldn't say Jesus' name out loud because of people who had shamed me in the past, or the shame that I felt within myself that perhaps maybe i turned my back on them, right? But, uh, you know, since I've leaned into it, first off, there's this guy at work, okay? I want to to give him props and respect here and just tell you all about a holy man that's in my life, okay? There's this gentleman, his name's Mr. Poole, P O O L. Mr. Poole, I don't know how to, t- I, he's just a holy man, okay? He's a security guard at the high school and he cares about people, cares about the integrity of how students experience their teenage years. He, he cares about, you know, being a good person, he also cares about protecting kids. And like, I think it was like my first week at school a couple, two years ago. And I just, I mean, I looked at him and I was just like, oh my God, like there's something about this guy. And like, I think we've all talked about this before. Like sometimes you meet somebody and you're like, what's it going to take for me to be his friend or her friend or they friend? You know what I mean? What's it going to take? How can I be the friend? Mr. Poole didn't even require me to be, I didn't have to do anything, show off or anything. He overheard me one day talking with the student, and I was saying to the student, "Hey, man, I know you 're real young, but you 've got this voice that you know I heard, and I think that in your future, many people will hear that voice and Mr. Poole then pulled me aside and he was like, something about you, something about the fact that you saw that in him, and you told him, and like he was telling me stuff about myself that you know i i hadn't um, i hadn 't had people observe in a long time, and then I didn't understand, like, uh, you know, I knew there was something about him, and then it was from somebody else. Another coworker, said, you know, Mr. Poole is extremely religious, right? And I, I, uh, I remember, like, my eyebrows going straight up and being like, oh, really? And I was excited, man. I was excited because it was, like, um, I was excited because, for one, like, I thought it would be really cool to engage in conversation with him because then I would be able to gather more knowledge from him, you know? And, uh, one day, I shared a personal story with him about, you know, some some issues with family and how I was longing to um, reconnect. And he was like, you know, the Lord wants you to do that. Jesus is over watching you right now, and He wants you to, you know, act on that impulse of forgiveness. You know, like I naturally feel like forgiveness is probably one, it is the most important aspect of one's life. This shit in Palestine and Israel wouldn't be happening if we all collectively, universally, as a skin bag in the universe known as uh, the Milky Way galaxy, do believe that it's the main thing that's missing from total peace and harmony, is just forgiveness, right? So Mr. Poole said to me you know, a couple words, and I acted on that forgiveness, and I reconciled, or excuse me, reconnected with a family member I haven't spoken to in a while, and it felt great, you know and then I told him Mr. Poole about it a few days later, and Mr. Poole leaned into me and said, Now you know the Lord's going to give. You, yeah, you're welcome, you know the Lord's going to give you something that uh you've been you've been asking- you've been asking for something you wanted something in your life, and the Lord's going to reward you with it now because you're practicing his word and uh and I, when he's telling me this stuff i'm just in, in total um like my body's in goosebump mode you know what I mean because like as he talks, I know you want to do an impersonation of him because it's so holy like i I just I just felt blessed you know what I mean and like here's the thing um, I don't know what I want I don't know what I need, but I know if I just stay in the positive and continue to do what I do by saying hello to every freaking person I meet you know I see you I see you. You know what I mean? Continue to be helpful, continue to practice the the art of forgiveness, altruism, all the great things in life that doesn't ever, ever come into play when you're involved with warfare and death and all this other stuff that's, like, on the forefront, on the horizon, in the news. You know what I mean? The true essence of spiritual occupation is to lean into it. You know what I mean? Get in there, you know? get in there and just do the work you know i mean a year ago i wasn't even talking like this you know you know to the atheists out there is bob brainwashed Did bob what happened to bob did bob uh, become one of them holy rollers i got news for you you're goddamn right i did oh i'm sorry god forgive me but uh yeah dude i'm stoked to play in the church band i am playing the the songs this week right and there's this one song it's called it's uh it's always you it's always been you by phil wickham and there's a couple parts. Like the course does this thing where it's like, I would love to see, I would love to see Kurt Cobain cover this song, because there's a couple like whales in it, like screaming whales, with like these isolated notes. It's F and C, and like for the musician out there, you know how crafty you can be with those two chords, the F and the C. But um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked to play. I'm playing with this dude, Carter. Carter is a, a young man, 33. He takes care of the the students, uh, the storehouse church students, and he runs like these programs. And the thing that uh, I like about Carter is like I've never seen his spirit down. He's never, he's never, uh, in fact, in the beginning when I first met him, I think I was turned off by it because I was just like, there's no way this dude's for real. There's no way. Because like I was like, you know, on the fence of Rediscovering faith again You know As many of you probably are And you're miserable at your job And you're like Oh dude I gotta do this Okay No no You don't have to You could lean into that Spiritual occupation I was like There ain't no way This dude Carter just like Feels the vibe like that so much There ain't no way That this dude Practices what he uh preaches and he did Same thing with everybody I met up in there You know They all got their own Individual way of Of leaning into that spiritual occupation, they're not scared to talk about it. They're not scared to raise their hands when they worship. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's going out pretty well, you know. And uh, I just I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for this new path I'm on. And I'm thankful for all the listeners and the people who, you know, still continue to venture out with me into the woods in this crazy experiment that I started when I was 33 years old. Uh, it's wild right you know what I mean like in December it would be 10 traditionally 10 years uh, story time uh, one time <laughs> I'm, I'm born in January right and I'm also born in 1980 so as each decade passes I get older and I'm also uh, you know round up to the nearest 10 so like in 1990 I was 10 2000 I was 20 2010 30 2000 you get it you know what I'm saying so like I always feel like I'm like aging with time And being that I have a birthday in January, I never really get a chance to process that I'm getting older. It doesn't, I don't, if you're a January baby, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Like, people who were born in July, I feel like you have like a better understanding of like how time evolves. Because time goes so quick for me sometimes, I'm like, what? I also feel like the new year should happen in the summer for some reason. It would be better for kids and their knowledge. I also read some shit the other day, dude, if we had 13 months instead of 12. A whole bunch of stuff would happen which would make our lives a lot easier, but we we were scared to do that because change is very scary scared scared to be alive but um yeah, I'm also pretty comfortable with the fact of knowing that one day uh like I don't have to do this job forever, you know i I have broken free of that uh type of mindset where it's like I've gotta lean into this forever and cut you know like my son's gonna get older. I'm going to get older, and I'm excited to get older because I do. Look, I want to go to the Holy Land if it's still there, and if we're still here, for God's sake. I'd like to check it out, you know? i like to even check in with my ancestors. I found out, as you know, if you're a longtime listener, that I got ancestors in Great Britain. You know, I'm British as well as Irish and Italian, which is wild, you know what I mean? Like, hello, I'm also Spanish and Portuguese. There's lots of places i like to go and be like, hey, you see me? I see you. Guess what? We got a little DNA together. Would you like to go out for a cup of coffee? Hey, would you like to go out for a cup of uh, sangria? Hey, would you like to go out for a cup of, uh, uh, what's that Italian? Limoncello. Huh? You want to come out there for a little cup of the Limoncello? <laughs> uh, the bars are high on that one. I got it right in your ears, didn't I? Look, we're heading down Bells Mills. Something tells me that we should keep podcasting today instead of stopping because the Lord brought me out here today to talk with you all. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. I kind of like ran out of stuff to do. So let's just like sit together here for a little moment before I move on to the next topic, which will surely come to me because, you know, you've been in this relationship with me for a while. You understand how my brain works and I kind of understand how your brain works when you give me feedback certain people give me feedback all the time and I love it certain people I don't even know they listen to it and then they'll say something and I'm like that was like 100 episodes ago and they're like I know been listening now 15 or excuse me eight years ago if that was the case my ego would be inflamed flamed like a like a man who needs uh some preparation h or something like that you know what I'm saying like Inflaming the ego is insane. Matter of fact, I unfollowed some dude up on. There's this guy. His name's Michael uh, Usalon or Usalon. I don't know. He was a producer on the original 1989 Batman film, and he started like a social media page. And uh, I unfollowed him, which is crazy because you know I love Batman, but this dude, his ego is out of control. It's like uh, if I didn't bring Batman out, if I didn't make the, you know, it's like that, 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 that. Like, dude, we get it, you know. I don't know what it is about that stuff when people... Like, I tell my son all the time. Like, even today. Like, since I work at the school, I can get him in early sometimes. And, you know, they, they're like, ooh, we got proof!" Because I brought his friend in, Gus, too. And, you know, he's seven. So he's like, you know, I want to gloat. My daddy got me in early. So he goes over to, like, the, the school door window where other parents and kids are waiting out there for entry, you know. And, uh, <laughs> like... Uh, the, he my son goes over to the window and he like bangs on it to like, you know, gloat. And I stop him I'm like, no, 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 we don't gloat. And they're like, what's that mean? I'm like, show off because you have privilege above somebody else. And they just both shut up and they were like, okay. Okay, dad. And Gus was like, okay, Bob. I love when kids call me by my name and not Mr. Cahill. You know what I mean? I don't want to feel like an old creepy dude you know? just call, like I also feel like that's one of the major mistakes of uh how adults... Interact with their children, or uh, children, or friends of their children of that age. Don't talk to them like they're seven. Talk to them like you're on their level, because you too were once seven. And every now and then, remind them that. So, like I think that uh, my son Tyler and Gus, they they really uh, enjoy when I participate with them. But I'm also aware now that I should also allow them to have their space to play, and it's cool to observe like what they do. Like yesterday, and it's weird dude, because like they go outside and they play, right? And then they go inside and sometimes and they're watching YouTube shorts with the filter. And um, it's an even mix of physical activity and a mindless drone, you know, let's stare at this screen until our eyes bleed behaviors. So the other day, like I'm practicing the music and I got my headphones in, jamming out, it's awesome. And then, like, dude, I hear like, what was it? It was okay. I heard what sounded like a like a car engine, and it was just and, uh, no. It sounded like a, almost like a plane taking off, like a plane on the runway. You know what I mean? I'm like, what's happening? What's up, man? How you doing? Okay, okay, my fault. I can't even remember him talking about it because he stunned me so bad. I forgive him, but God, he looked at me and he looked like with his eyes all big. I was like, okay, whatever. It's okay. Okay. What were we talking about there? Whew, whew, whew. It's gone. It's all right because it's probably meaningless, you know. But it's so nice out right now. Do I wish I wasn't wearing this outer jacket? Yeah, because it's a little sweaty, but it's okay. You know, I don't think I'm going to go to the statue. I think when I go to the statue, it's when I'm really trying to... You know, push my body to the limit. How's your cardio? Is your cardio good? My cardio used to suck, dude. So bad. Like, when I was 20 years old, I remember just, like, breaking such a bad sweat when I would perform on stage. And one time, our manager said, dude, get some cardio. Like, we were talking about earlier when you get your feelings hurt. I was so mad at him, dude. I was so hurt because I was also, I think I was sitting with my girlfriend at the time. And, like, it was just embarrassing, you know? Like... So I screamed at him, I yelled at him, and I was like, remember, you're just, a, you're just the manager. I felt bad about it. but Dude, that sticks out of my mind all the time that I, you know, I snapped, but I also snapped because my feelings were hurt. And I think a lot of us are like that, but then there's like a good point where you can become undeniable to yourself, and you realize that you are in control, and you are the one who determines who hurts you and who doesn't hurt you. And when you need to take a break from someone, you take a break. You don't allow them to keep hurting you over and, over and over and over and over again. This could be a coworker. This could be a family member. This could be a band member. This could be anybody, you know? Your life's too short for that. Take off. Go for a hike. Say hi to a stranger. Maybe you can engage in conversation. There's a truck on Forbidden Drive with a lift in the back carrying a bobcat. Never seen anything that big. I think I told you all before too, that this was a road back in the day and I imagine it must've been so cool to see those old school cars riding up here from Philly, right? I mean, what a beautiful way to travel. We don't even look at stuff like that no more. I mean, maybe if you're on Kelly Drive, yeah, it's nice, you know, but hey, you gotta also pay attention cause you could, you know, easily lose your life on one of those turns. So i got no plans this weekend other than playing in church, which is pretty cool because the last couple weekends we've been everywhere. We've been doing it all. My son was in the soccer tournament. I think we talked about it. Came close. He lost. It's all good. We've moved on, you know. I'm going to go into basketball for the winter. I'm stoked because we've moved venues. I used to be over the uh, Greater Plymouth Rec Center, and on Saturday mornings during this uh, elicited time known as Daylight savings time or whatever the frick we're in. Hey, I'm sorry, Ben. Um, sun used to come in and like you couldn't see anything. And it was so hot because, you know, it would be like 30 degrees out there, but it would be like that solar flare just all up in your face making you sweat. Copious amounts, you know, just copious, copiousness. Oh, <laughs> can you say copious with me? I like that word, you know? You ever like a word so much you just say it so much it don't even sound like a word? I've had that happen many times in my life. Just like I've had the problem where when I was a child, I used to think about blinking too much and I'd be like, oh my God, when am I supposed to blink? Am I blinking now? Am I not blinking? Am I blinking? I think that's called overcompulsive disorder for you folks out there. Man, we're firing it off today, aren't we? Where are we at, 24 minutes? I'm gonna keep on going, you know? I'm almost at this other part of the, the forest. This part where I'm at right now reminds me of a time during COVID when I was out here every day, and that was my job pretty much was watch my son during the day, wife would come home, I'd come here, and uh, dude, I would just hike, 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 and that was the beginning of like my, love, my re-love affair with this place. I think I'm here like four times, five times a week sometimes. But it was years I didn't come through here, you know? Just years of just, like, forgetting about the mind-body connection with nature, you know? It's awesome. Um, so during COVID, I'm walking this trail, and I come up on uh, probably, they're like, 19, 20 years old couple. And they're engaged in, you know, not the deed, but, like, close enough to the deed, right? And I'm like, dude, I got I to gotta go that way. I got this... I can't backtrack where I'm at right now because it's like, you know, it's too far. And plus, I've got a mission, you know? So I'm far enough away where I think, okay, if I kick over some rocks, they'll, they'll like, you know, hear my presence, right? So nothing, nothing. They keep going. Oh my God, oh my God. And then finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to pass now on the right. And they went about fixing themselves. I kept my head down because I couldn't tell how old they were, you know? And I was like, my bad, have a good day. And I walked by. And as soon as I walked by, man, they took off running. They, like, ran the other way, like, booking it. Like, they, you know, the guy was the police, you know? And it made me smile, and it made me laugh. I went home and told my wife I loved her. And with that being said, my name's Robert Patrick James Cahill, and this has been yet another episode of The Bobcast. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge stand at the Ouija Boats. Oh, it's Friday when I record this. Not sure when it's going to air, but I need you to know that I'm in that Friday mode. Oh, I feel so good today, man. I filmed my kid's concert. He did this uh, second grade concert, like a tribute to uh, the veterans for Veterans Day. And my son has like a bit of stage fright, you know. Um, He gets it from his mom and you know what? I, I, sh- I shouldn't talk like I'm all high and muddy. I had stage fright when I was a kid. I remember being in Mr. Vance Roundtree's class and having public speaking and almost damn well shit myself when I got called to the front of the room. It was kind of frightening, you know? And you got to get up there and talk in front of people. It's a lot. There's a lot going on, you know? And you got to be comfortable, you know? I mean, like, I enjoy performing. I'm performing this Sunday at church. And I also like talking in front of people. I like podcasting, you know what I mean? Like, I got so uh, tired of waiting to talk to people, I just started my show in the year 2013. So we're coming up on a couple milestones. One, the 10-year anniversary, and the 400th episode of the Bobcast. Then, in January, True! Bobcast returns. True Detective will air on Max, starring Jodie Foster, continuing the... Tradition Mickey Karpovich will be my co-host as we examine each episode in explicit creative details um so Veterans Day you know and look prerequisite to this podcast I'm not trying to pick a fight <laughs> okay so um you know like we're in, we're not in war right now because they didn't name it it's kind of weird how like you're not really in a war until they call it a war you know what I mean it's like huh if you think about that simple statement for a bit like I remember being like 13 and be like okay it's called Operation Desert Shield and then a few minutes later we're called Operation Desert Storm I was waiting for a crack of thunder but it didn't happen hey Right? I mean, that was a lot for... What? I was 11, 12, 13. I remember seeing my dad's face and being like, Oh, man. He's nervous because he thinks I'm going to be drafted. I'm going to be put in a plane, taken over there to fight in the oil can war. And, you know, they, they told me, I guess, in detail. My mom used to watch a show called Tour of Duty for the old heads out there. It was on ABC back in the day. And it was... um Tales from Vietnam and my mom got upset once talking about Vietnam because a couple of her friends had died over there and we went to the wall once for Veterans Day and we found his name amongst the many, many others years later I had taken a field trip with my class there and like, oh dude I'll never forget like when you go there to that, the, the memorial walk there it's so quiet man somber, you know what I mean? And here I come with my fourth grade class. Dude, I just got a note that the sun's coming out. I'm with my fourth grade class. I'm with my fourth grade class. And, like, um, ah, man, it's weird because it's like, I know these kids so well. And, like, I know their behaviors. And I never expected any of them, really, because it was, like, at a Quaker school. To, like, start, like, playing around and, like, trying to get, like, a game of, like, tag going. And I'm, like, what are you guys doing, man? You know what I mean? Like, we're in the place where you don't do that. It's good times. I think it's crazy, too, is if you walk, like, I think to the right. Like, there's also this, like, waterfall statue park. There's, like, statues of MLK. There's, I can't recall what it's called, but it's pretty dope because it's all around those, um those trees those trees what do you call them what do you call them see this is how you know I don't edit stuff out man and I bet you you're in your car or in a coffee shop or maybe at work and you're filling in the blanks for me because I can't remember the name right now it's not the gin blossoms that was a band man I'm an idiot (laughs) but I did use N instead of uh What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, dude, war. All right, dude, what is it good for? Okay, obviously, that's a statement you're familiar with. And what is it really good for? Okay, like when you look at it from the perspective of spiritual occupation, and now we're using vocabulary words here on the podcast. So that means you need to go back and you need to listen to the episode, which talks about that. I think it's 393. Dude, the sun's out, dude. It was all rainy and murky today, and now I'm standing right in front of the sun. The sun's shining on me as me and you, or you and I, chit-chat about all the good things in life right now. And, dude, war is not something that's a, a good thing. And, like, man, the, like, during Veterans Day, they did— First off, it was an amazing performance. The music was lovely. The children were—they were just wonderful. The pitch was good, too, and the teacher did a fantastic job— of getting these kids to really, you know, pop when they get on stage. They look like they're having a good time. And that's such a big memory to have. Like, especially when you're seven, you know? So towards the end of the video, they individualize... They brought down the projector and they start showing photographs of, you know, loved ones who had served. Served in Army, Navy, Coast Guard, Marines, like all that stuff, you know what I mean? And, uh, like, you know, each time they... Um, would get to another category, it would be introduced by like a black title card with the words, you know, army with the logo, and then I started to think to myself, and there was a friend of mine sitting next to me, I was like, where's the category for pacifists, and there would be a picture of me, and probably many of the other listeners here, dude, the idea of killing somebody in a foreign country, I shouldn't even say the word foreign, because I'm not ever going to say it again. Because we are all within God's world, right? We're God's creatures, okay? So, like, if you really, like, think about that for a sec, why are we fighting, man, you know? And here's the other weird thing. It's like in certain parts of the world, religious ideologies are conflicting viewpoints. And they claim their God is the correct God and this, that, or whatever. There's another vocabulary word from the Bobcast. They all think that, like, their religion's the right one, right? I never forget being a kid, like, being my son's age, seven or eight, and being like, what do you mean there's another religion? It blew my mind, dude. It blew my mind. Just like when I found out, like, you know... Black and white was just on TV and not in real life. I actually believe that there was a time and place where everyone was dressed in black and white. I'm creative, you know what I mean? And I'm also nuts in a good way. See, I'm a pacifist, man. Totally would have went to Canada if I needed to be. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that... For one, I mean, like, the world right now is pretty scary, okay? We got... Obviously, the Israeli-Palestine war. I mean, I don't know why they don't just... I mean, the stuff that I see, like, on Reddit or, like, Sean King's um, Instagram page, is horrific, man. And my heart goes out to anyone who loses a child due to a war about God, land. It's, it's nuts, man. I think a couple shows ago I was talking about how, like, I can't even look at the news anymore. Like, the, 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 the news media I'm talking about, not, like, how you get your news, but, like, the televisions, the titles are um, scandalous. They're written to jar interest because our attention spans are so short. Thanks for listening to the first nine minutes and 19 seconds, by the way. It's actually a little longer with the catchy uh, Bobcats thing. But yeah, my son's seven, right? So in like 10 years, like he could be drafted. Like if they, if they so desired, they totally could be like, hey, it's time to saddle up, cowboy. We're heading out east or west or wherever the conflict may be. And I'm ready to shoot up some fill in the blank, right? So it's like, that's also very scary folks, for me. And I've always been scared about it. Even verbally saying, like, let's go kill someone. Like, what, dude? What? I just said, like, a prayer real quick, you know, for anybody who has been affected by something like that. And that's just the thing, folks, is that I am a pacifist. And, like, yes, I can have temper sometimes but like when it comes to like the the core principles of what we're doing in this world and life the last thing I would ever want to do is to kill someone you know like even like for God and country like what we're doing this for what it's wild right like that it's the only thing that's constant in our history too it's always been this way it's never Deterred, I mean, I guess there's moments of peace, but somewhere, someplace, somewhere, you know, there's an evil mastermind behind the computer or journal or doing something to one day want to take over the world. Dude, I just want to be a part of the world. I don't want to take over nothing, especially now at my age 43, dude. I'm, Yeah, I'm documenting this for myself as an old man in the future, so I can, you know, just tell myself I I was feeling pretty good, you know, today. What's today's date? I'm so ill-prepared. It's March the 10th, everyone, okay? 2023. And, like, look, here's the thing. Like, art. I mean, like, you ever think to yourself, and if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry, but the podcast got cut off somehow. I slipped on a wet rock, and I must have hit the button, so... I had this great analogy though about like a guy who's like, you know, I love paints, man. Give me the paints. And then like, you know, he, he wants to be an artist, but he just can't, you know, cut his teeth correctly. Like he gets in front of the canvas, he's like, "Oh my god, I suck." It's terrible. He watches YouTube videos, nothing, you know. And then somebody's like, "Hey, man, you should try sculpting." And our artist friend goes, "What's sculpting?" I was like, yeah, I guess people know what sculpting is. And then he gets a you know, a whole big chunk of clay in the mail and he starts to make stuff. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh my God, this is great. Let me create a lot of these things, you know, whatever you want it to be. It could be a, sp- or a bowl. It could be uh, a statue, anything. Paint them, glaze them, put them in the, um, what do you call it? The kiln? Not the kiln. Is it the kiln? <laughs> but here's the thing. After you get done and it looks all pretty, you're gonna line them up, okay? I know, actually, you're gonna assemble them into groups, you know? Maybe it could be a small group, maybe it's a big group, I don't know. But, you know, one side could be completely outnumbering the other, the other side can just be, you know, how are we gonna get through this? Take a baseball bat or something in your kitchen, I want you to smash them all, baby. I want you to just run right through those things like they don't matter, okay? And then afterwards, Take a look at all the mess. Do you remember which side you were on? Do you have any clue? Is all you see is destruction? Dude, these rocks are wet. Um, did I stop recording? No, I'm still going with this. So yeah, that's like the vibe. Is just like I am not into it, you know what I mean? Like I, I I applaud anyone who did. I'm not taking away from any of that, you know. I'm just simply stating is that war is not the answer. You know? It definitely isn't. And oftentimes, like, you know, like, how do we stop the Israeli-Palestine thing? Is that why the aliens are here? Dude, I've been seeing all this stuff online that people are like, get ready, because in 2027, (laughs) the aliens will come through, and uh, they will make their presence known, and they want to live with us. So I'm down with it, dude. Why can't we do that today? As I record this, this is Friday. It will be fun to have a new friend. I mean, it is strange how, if you really think this with me, you know, and if you're my age, dude, you know exactly what I'm saying because you're, you're in it like I am. The U.S. government and other governments of the world, like Mexico, Mexico, for, <laughs> did a whole press conference talking about the existence of aliens. There was bodies of aliens in Mexico. I couldn't believe it. Bodies of aliens that looked like Aliens that were discovered in Russia on some YouTube video. And dude, it's like, we just kind of push it aside. You know, I I talk about this a lot of time, but like literally, if you want to say that we live in a simulation, yeah, this is one thing where I'm just like, what, dude? Like, how is this not on the news all the time? You know, the fact that there's proof of life from another planet has become something of meh, you know? it's nuts I'll never get that dude I'll never understand how that wasn't more we were more concerned about COVID than we were about the existence of aliens and the US government practically you know saying hey yeah we got them you know what I mean we got these aliens we're down here at your favorite place Bells Mills it's wet it's Friday too I think we've done this before you and I but people are driving recklessly. They are speeding through here, which should be like 15 miles per hour. I'm on the left side of the road. This guy's going at least 40. Oh, you remember you're out in public. Oh. How you doing there? Hey, how are you? Ah, oh, dude, they're really driving so close to me on this bridge. Does anybody know the bridge I'm talking about, man? Because it would be sweet if we could build something to like have like a... Like a bridge like going up and over. Like what's the rush? Why are you rushing? You know? I don't get it, man. They are driving so fast today. But what are you in a rush to do? You know? Alright, two hands on the wheel, leaning forward, very close to me. Not good. You ever see when someone's driving like they're driving like a soapbox derby car and they're like they're like all up in your they're all up in their thing and they're like, oh my god, am oh I gonna make it? Am oh I gonna make it? All right, I'm out of that mess, which is sweet, dude. Because, for real, for real, that was kind of scary. So, back to the whole thing with Ward, man. Where's the pacifist columns? Where, where's the part which just says, "No, I will not take somebody else's life because I believe God created us all. We are His sculpted work. We are His creation. What, right? or her? You know what I mean? I'm still on that fence. You know what I mean? I don't even think gender matters in the afterlife when people are like, ah, how could you remarry after your husband's dead? Maybe your soul in the afterlife is just like not needing physical things like we need here on earth, like sex. And maybe in heaven we don't have those negative thoughts of negative thoughts about ourselves, negative thoughts about our body, negative thoughts about your relationship with sexuality. Like, it would be great to escape all of that as a soul, you know what I mean? Because I think some guys and some gals and some days, they all kind of think that, like, basically, once you get up there, you still got your penis, you still got your other body parts. And yeah, that'd be cool, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I just never thought that was... Practical, you know, like I've always imagined the afterlife like some sort of like a, like our, our bodies are moving right now. Right. But my consciousness, right, is tethered to my soul. So there is consciousness there. And you are aware you have pushed on to the other side. And from the stuff I've read about, like NDEs and stuff like that you're not scared. You're excited. You know, you can't wait. When my grandfather came back from having, he had a stroke and then went into a coma and didn't speak for years. He, um, yeah, he, he, um, he came back and he told my mom, I wasn't there cause I was so young. He said, uh, man robe, go back, you know, Man, robe, go back. See, these types of things are the things I like to talk about. I like talking about this stuff with y'all because it makes me even think, you know, like... We're all so denying it, too, you know? Like, every day, like, the people I work with, like... And just people in general, like... Some are aware that we're sculptures living in the artist kingdom, you know what I mean? But others, man, they're so turned off, you know? And used to, like, I used to have, like, uh, anxiety, social anxiety about stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, how am I going to be, like, do you ever get matched up with someone, like, uh, maybe like a double date or something like that, and, like, the guy that you got to be friends with is just, like, you know, he's got the hanger still in his shirt, he's so stiff, you know? It's happened to me numerous times, and God knows that uh, I'll do my best. I'll do my best to bring the best of you out. And I think that's one of the things that God gave me that I use every day. I compliment somebody every day, or it doesn't necessarily have to be a compliment. It can just be a simple, how, how are you doing? You know, like, how are you really doing? Or put your hand on someone's shoulder and be like, I got you. You know what I mean? You need help. I'm here for you. People love you forever when you come to their aid, you know? And I think that it's so crazy to me that people don't do that naturally. In fact, they I, I've been on the in situations where I'm going to help somebody and people are just walking walking by and like I'm more interested in that than going to another place and hurting somebody, you know? We say kill, but like really dude, like you're hurting a bunch of... Like, those axe, those missiles, those bullets... Rippled down generation after generation. And then, you know, from the videos you see... You see how much anger is ingrained in culture sometimes... To go up against your enemy, right? We love the enemy story. We lo- or excuse me, we love the hero-villain story. It's the oldest thing in the in the book, really... Light versus dark, good versus evil, rust. Let me get another one of them camel Um. Yeah, we have covered a lot of ground here today, and it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you all. I hope you continue to try to find peace in not only your home, but in your life, when you go out to work, when you go to the grocery store. I hope God's there for you. You know, and you you know, you don't got to go looking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he right there, baby. I said it again. He, I guess I'm leaning into it. I asked my uh, pastor one time, like, what's the deal, Tasha? Like, you really think, because she rocks. She's got like, you know, um, punk rock energy in a way. Like, you know what I mean? She, she's got her own vibe. And I love when people do that. Like, they just do their thing. And, like, I asked her, I'm like, that's got to be a female, right? Because I generally, I've spoken about this before, is that clearly they're the more intelligent species. And I can't remember what she said, but something tells me she may appear on the podcast sometime in the future. And for those out there new to the show, future means future. With that being said, my name's Bobby Cahill, and this has been another episode of... The Bobcast.